Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Idle Chatter. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road in Alamoochee, New Jersey. But if you have been listening for a while, you know that. And that is why I want to welcome you back. And if you are new to the show, well, I greatly appreciate you listening. And God willing, I could earn, because it's most important in business to earn. And in life, not just in business, but in life, you earn someone's respect. All right, so the thing is that to earn your, to earn you becoming a listener to the ramblings of this farmer from New Jersey, dry land farmer, no less. But hopefully, God willing, everything is going well with you in your life, in your operation. And uh, we're getting ready for spring. Let me look at the, uh, at the temperature here. It is 38 degrees F and sunny right now and their snow is melting in most places uh except our farm (laughs) our farm the snow just stays here forever it seems like forever but i've said this before we're up high on a mountain mountain for new jersey we're at 1056 feet or 52 feet and uh it just uh the snow uh lingers here much longer so it's uh it is what it is you uh you farm with the land that the good lord gave you so let me see what else i want to tell you uh it was a, it was a um well I, I, how, how can i say it um i'm not going to say it was a it was a trying week by no means because there's a lot more trials than i went through but it was a sad week let me put it that way it was a sad but joyous week does that make any sense but we we lost our last hen, Tatiana, and uh, she had a wonderful. She was wonderful, and most importantly is that the Lord honored and answered uh, my prayers for her and for all of my animals. Because my prayer uh, always for my animals to lead a long and happy life and to die of natural causes, to have a natural death, to go home to the Lord. And ever since, uh, just at Christmas, at Christmas, at Thanksgiving, Melania died, so Tatiana was alone, other than me going and staying with her, and she did very, very well, and I would pray each night that the uh, Lord would protect her, and give her peace in her heart, and warmth in her bones, and she loved her, uh, her bed, her electrically heated bed, and uh, she was doing quite, she was doing very well, thank God. And the other day was fairly nice, with a lot of snow on the ground, but it warmed up to about uh, high 40s let's say maybe 50 degrees in the sun but it was very very nice very high uv no wind so it was a lot of sun so uh she was enjoying the sun she was enjoying uh looking around uh and exploring going back to doing what a chicken should do and uh she drank a lot of milk and she just had a had a very very nice day and i said tati you look wonderful and uh you look great, thank God. And I said, and I told her, I said, next week it's supposed to be near 60. So the rest of this snow will melt and you could go do whatever you got to do here, walk around, dig and what have you. So uh, she was very, everything was very good. And uh, I came the next morning and when I let her, we have, a, I've told you this before, we have a pen uh, for them when I had all my chickens and uh, the pen will not, it never had more than eight at a time. But the pen is 30 feet wide by 50 feet long, and then there's different houses in the pen to lock them in at night. So uh, I would lock, so I would lock the pen and then lock her in her 
little coop in the pen and uh, with her heating pad and whatever so so I would come I would talk to her as I was coming to open up the pen every morning I'd say Tati I'm coming I would sing a little song which I will spare you that I will not sing to you all right and then I would hear her as I got closer hear her talking to me uh, so we would talk back and forth and then uh, she'd have breakfast and do all the good things there so I was coming and I said to myself Tatiana I said I don't hear you so I popped the uh roof off so i could look inside to see her and sadly she had gone home to the lord but that was that was very sad and uh but like i said the joyous part was the joyous part is that uh the lord honored my prayers and requests for her requests for her to go home to him when his time came in a natural and calm and she had a wonderful day before and and uh not to have anything happen to her and uh i mean i mean happen to her a violent death that she got killed by something and i understand that that's the circle of life if an animal kills something it's because they need to eat it uh so i certainly understand that and there's a person who eats meat you i can't whatever it's obviously a conflict but i i was so uh, i thanked the lord because he took her home he uh, took her home peacefully, and he took her home in uh, in the way that he wanted to take her home, and and blessed her, and she had a wonderful, wonderful day before. I was very happy, very happy the day before. I said, "Tati, you look so happy. It's nice. The sun is out," and um, so I would have to guess that she was probably close to eleven years old. But interestingly enough, uh, that <clears throat> my chicken journey started with a chicken from the truck stop in Columbia, New Jersey, and ended with a chicken from the truck stop in Columbia University, which was Tatiana. Uh, Emily was started the journey. She was stolen out of a tr- chicken truck, not by me. I'd shared that story before, and, uh, and I rescued her from the person who had her. And then Tatiana was somehow broken out of a chicken truck, and uh, with the help of one of the people from the truck stop i was able to corral her and bring you know catch her and bring her home so we had her seven years and i would say she was probably three years old uh when we uh when i found her she she said sadly she was in poor shape which doesn't say you say you know i'm i'm a realist let me let me let me just even take that back just because i'm in agriculture does not support anybody or any agricultural operation that doesn't honor animals in God's creation. Yes, I understand that they're food animals. Yes, I understand that. Yes, I am guilty of eating uh, eating meat. I am guilty of that. Yes, but that does not does does not give you a pass for not taking care of God's animals properly and just chasing a profit margin to and uh so she was in sad shape and so was emily in sad shape when i got her she was the first one but like charlotte said our chicken journey ended ended there and uh so like i say it's uh it's it's a joyous that that god answered my prayer and honored my prayer i should say and it was sad to uh to uh, see her go and but i was glad that she had we had such a wonderful day together before and uh you know there's that song uh, empty barn 
I don't. It's not a famous country singer. I think it's an up and come. I actually, I think he was a dairy farmer. And if you do an internet search, "empty barn," then uh, you could find it. And who's meowing? And you could find it. And uh, I better put this orange juice down before somebody jumps up and knocks it all over my recording equipment. And um, it's a. Uh, well, for, for certain people, it will resonate. Let me just leave it at that. And if it doesn't resonate with you, then that's fine. I mean, it uh, wasn't your walk of life. So, uh, but for 15 years, going on 16 years, I had chickens every day to take care of. And you don't, uh, it is such a uh, loss. It's, okay, go out and see the girls. Or see Tatiana, I got to. So uh, it is such a loss. And those of you that know that, um, have experienced that will know what i am talking about and those of you have not then you will not understand that and respectfully there's nothing wrong with that so you might be saying well why don't you just you know once spring comes get more chickens no more chickens no more they rip your heart out they they, they break your heart there uh no more <laughs> no more chickens so it started uh, because i would have rescue and ended with a rescue and that's the way it will be for now or so i say but who knows? Maybe if a, um, but if a rescue comes my way, then I don't think I would be able to turn my back on that rescue. So uh, we will see. But that is that. And let me see what else. Uh, what else happened? A uh, couple other things, but uh, <clears throat> nothing that I will <clears throat> burden burden you with. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't you know the end of the world. It was just life, right? And we all have life happening to us. And that is why uh, we have to be grateful for the good days because we know that the bad days will come and the challenges in life will come. But anyway, on a more positive note, and I don't even think that that's not positive because it's the blessing of life, right? And it's the blessing of life and, uh, and, um, you know, you have to have the good with the bad. And if you didn't have that good, that bad, to filter into the good, you would never truly appreciate the good days. And that's sadly, that's how we are all made. And sadly. So, uh, you know, and as an aside to that, excuse me, as a metaphor, uh, when I had rescued Tatiana, I had my other girls, which I, the only girls I bought is chicks, the trumpets. And so they, uh, the trumpets led a, uh, I'm not going to say, well, yes, they had a wonderful life. They all had wonderful lives once they got here, I mean, humbly. But the fact of the matter is, is they grew up never, they, as chicks, we both got them as chicks, and they, they grew up never wanting for anything. And Tatiana was the exact opposite. And there was such a difference in the person. In the, I don't want, the, the trumpets were wonderful. Wonderful, sweet little girls. But they were fussier what they ate. They would complain. They would do, if you gave them something they didn't want, they would complain or whatever. Where Tatiana was so joyful for her new life and so excited about and then she was a little chow hound she would eat him so um, she, she always was excited about new things she was just always ex- she was just so excited about everything and so happy about everything and joyous about everything whereas i'm not saying the other girls were not 
But it's so true with people because it's, I mean, same thing with people that if you don't have those challenges in life, you don't have those hard times, if you don't have those those lean moments, you're never going to truly appreciate the bounty, the sunshine, the abundance when you have it because you take it for granted. This probably would have been a more succinct way of me saying it. And Tatiana took nothing for granted where the trumpets were wonderful little girls, right? But they would complain and they would want certain things. And who wants this one? And I don't want the worms. I want this. And so, so whereas Tatiana was just, just bubbling, bubbling, bubbling with joy. And that's how my first chicken was Emily, who was a rescue also. So I guess the, the, the moral of the story is that you need to be a little bit lost and challenged in life, right? Because, and if you are, uh, I'm not going to say that if, 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 if you're sensitive to that challenges in life, then you will fully, fully appreciate and honor and enjoy, filled with joy when those challenges change into something, as the scriptures say, turns your tears into laughter, right? But if you always laughed all your life, then eh, it's going to be hard for that to, so hard for that to happen. <clears throat> and if you had... And uh, so we'll leave it at that and move on so I don't go on to a high horse here. But I have a little bit of a story, which is not unusual if you listen <laughs> listen to me. I have a little bit of a story in it. In it, in it uh, the, the players in this story are my beloved wife, Charlotte, and our uh, Maytag dr- clothes dryer. So I may have shared some of this with you a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think I did. So I would say, I don't know, a while back, I mean, a month ago, six weeks ago, I don't know what it is. I'm I'm in bed sleeping, and Charlotte goes to bed a little bit later than I am, than I do, and the cat's rolling, so it was a good night, and uh, I'm up in bed sleeping in our bedroom, and I hear some noises. You know, I could could tell, I could tell, when, uh, well, without without feeling on the bed to see if Charlotte is there, I could tell when she's still not up into the bedroom yet, because I could look from the bedroom door and see the light on down light. I could see the reflection of the or the glow of the light downstairs, and though she's downstairs, so I'm sleeping. And it wasn't very late, but I was sleeping, and I hear boom, boom, boom. So what the heck? You know, what's going on? So I wake up and I yell, honey, honey, you okay, honey, you okay? And she goes, oh, yes, I'm fine, I'm fine. I said, uh, she's going to just go back to bed. So I said, well, what was that noise? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I hate when she says that, you know, especially knowing my wife. Because my wife is not, like I said, love her to death, but she is not mechanical. So when she tells me not to worry about something, then God knows what has happened either to the car or to the house. And she's trying, uh, whatever, maybe trying to remedy it. She says, no, what's that? I hit a banging in here. What's, what's going on? So she says, oh, it's just a clothes dryer. So here is I'm laying in bed. I'm half asleep. I'm going, what, what happened? To- oh, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I got it under control. So I said, uh, uh, all right, well, I got to work tomorrow, so <clears throat> are you okay? Do you need me to come down? No, 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 don't come down. Don't come down. Stay in bed. Stay in bed. And I know that that is 
like I said, not because she's my wife, she's a wonderful woman and a very giving woman. Like I said, I'm, people, I'm not saying that because I married her, all right? I mean, if she wasn't, I would tell you. All right, so the thing, I'm a straight shooter. So, but when she, when she fought, when she, no, 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 don't come in here, don't come in the kitchen now. I know there's some sort of disaster. All right, so whatever. So I've learned that after the issues. All right, if you need me, call me. No, no, I don't need you. I got everything under, everything is fine. You didn't even stay under control because that could, so all right, here's some more banging and moving and stuff and whatever. And I fall asleep and I go to bed. So I get up the next morning and then, uh, I said, well, honey, what was that? What was going on? Then? Oh, don't worry about it. I, I said, I said there was something going on here. I see no visual sign of it. All right, so the pipe is not busted out of the wall or whatever. So I said, I saw, I no, I said, you so don't. So, so I just had a little problem with the dryer. I said, well, what kind of problem do you have with the dryer? So, I said, well, a, a piece came off. I said, a piece came off the dryer. Did the hose come off? What came off the dryer? No, 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 uh, one of the legs came off. I said, oh, and a leg came off the dryer. I said, how did the <clears throat> how did the leg come off the dryer? So she said, well, uh, I was moving the dryer because I dropped something. I want that clean behind it. So, all right, so that's that. So I said, so <clears throat> I said, well, let me see the leg. I could put it back on. No, 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 <laughs> you can't put it back on. I said, why? Because she says, I think it's broken. I threw the piece out. I said, what did you throw the piece out for? Because with my wife, like I said, loving her, love her to death, with my wife, if she qualifies something as being broken, it may very well be broken or it may not be broken. So I need to qualify that myself. So she said, no, it's in the garbage. I said, you sure it's broken? She says, yeah, I know it's broken. So if she knows it, it's bad. So anyway, so I said, well, well, the 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 the, the, uh, the what's holding up the dryer? So, so she says, I have two books holding it up. So I said, you get two. So, so, so anyway, to make a long story short, part of the story, which is going to be the lead-in to today's show, of uh, I use my wife for content, right? So today uh, about the importance, the value of a good parts man. So anyway, so I look in the the as you face the dryer, the left rear leg, she's got two and it and where the washer is in the dryer, we have like a encove there or alcove, whatever they call it. For, so I don't know how the heck she got it in there, and uh, but anyway, she did it, and just look, it's nice and steady. And I have to honestly say, I didn't put a level on it, but it was nice and steady and appeared level to the eye. So I said, all right, well. We're gonna have to fix this. I'm gonna have to get get you know new legs for it or whatever. And this dryer is, well, it's five or six years old now, but you know, it's I mean it's a good machine. I'm not saying it isn't, but but you know, they make this stuff so cheaply. They the, the dryer, the wash and dryer we had before had metal legs and you would know, rubber with rubber on. I mean this is all plastic, so I I don't know how to actually broke it. But you have to know my wife. My wife is sopping wet is a hundred pounds and so she she bounces around between 99 and maybe 101 102 pounds maybe 102 pounds at the highest so she's she's she tries to maintain 100 pounds all right and um she's in she's in wonderful shape thank god which is a blessing to me as a husband right toxic masculinity all right so um she's 
but it is amazing how a hundred pound woman could bust things you would think that she wouldn't have the strength or body mass to bust stuff but uh my wife can make plastic rust and steel burn all right i mean you say how can that how can that i can't rust well she could do it all right she should be in a quality control team for something because over the 30 years the things that she has broken i can't imagine how a hundred pound woman busted it so i said well how'd you bust the leg off the off the dryer so anyway what she did and and so i said all right well let me look we gotta get some new legs i'm not gonna have i mean the dryer was 100 percent functional so we're gonna have to get some new legs uh for it and uh it's not a it's you know on a on a, on a list of things for me to do it's not the dryer is fine it's level it's working fine beautiful all right fine so now <clears throat> we used to have a wonderful <clears throat> store in newton new jersey he sold appliances he did repairs and he sold parts and it was an old time parts guys there it was a family owned it and you could call him up and you could say this and go down over there and say i used to love to go there then he said oh let me show you this because they sold machines I was, let me tell you i'll show you there's a screen over here do this whatever fine and then you know you would talk to him and he'd say okay you, you tell me what it is okay this is the one you need blah 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 if you need it or something which i did not need often but a couple of times i did over the years so they ended up sadly like most things in life that are good today which seems goes out of business because these big box stores and your amazon and all the other stuff they they um take over everything and that's happening with 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 car happened with car parts with tractor parts with farm parts you go online and get it yeah go online god knows what the heck you get when you go online so anyway i'd rather pay more and have a parts man and go to and see the part bring the parts and oh i need this whatever instead of to go online and save five cents and lots of times it's not even cheaper so anyway so what happened was that i said right, i'm gonna have to go to go online to maytag or something and and find you know, get the legs so so he did that and so it wasn't a sense of urgency so i did that then what happens i'm down on my desk working which is in the basement of just getting uh, what i was doing something i don't know at my desk and then uh i charlotte says to me well i think i got a problem and when she when she identifies you got a problem it's bad <laughs> so i said what's the matter honey so she says uh the dryer ate a rag i said the dryer ate a rag had the dryer eat a rag so she was using one of my small microfiber towels and she was wiping down the dryer we wax it or i wax it all right she doesn't wax but she keeps everything immaculately clean and it has a uh the filter for the dryer is up on the top so you pull it out and she was wiping it down in there and the microfiber rag slid down the chute into the into the dryer with the 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 plenum where the air comes up for the filter so i said all right so i come upstairs and i said all right put uh, just put it on for it so she says i put it on and it hums i said no no shut it off i smell a motor burning said, no, no, shut it off shut it off open the door open the door because yeah, that's the quickest way to shut off a dryer so anyway so now as an aside to that i mean you didn't listen to this show 
tune in to hear about my clothes dryer. But it's a it's 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 akin to you could associate this to and that's what we're gonna hopefully do with the show. Is that um so I said, All right, well I wasn't planning on taking the dryer apart and I am not a dryer mechanic, so I don't have the the in the uh <clears throat> the knowledge of how it comes apart of it and studying it because that those things are not complicated but if you don't have the empirical knowledge or there's a screw over here a clip where you take this and you release it this way or whatever uh then it, you, lots of times you struggle with it. it's like taking a dashboard apart in a car or a truck or a tractor you don't know where the clips are or where the screws are does this clip on is it just stuck on there or the or is the way left the screw in there so anyway so i said all right i gotta take the dryer apart so now as an aside to that when we bought the dryer five or six years ago and uh the the the, the uh, dealer or whatever you want to call the appliance store put it in i never liked the hose that they put on it for the exhaust and i never liked it and uh, it was one of those cheap hoses and uh, it was i, I don't like it had a lot of frictional flow loss and you have to remember i was an airflow guy right uh cylinder head work flow bench manometers all right and I, I just never liked it, but it functioned and whatever. And I said, well, I didn't like it, and I didn't like the hose, and I didn't like most things about it, but it worked. All right, so it worked, and uh, that was so. So now I have to pull the dryer out, and uh, the, the cheap hose that they gave you with the dryer, which was the appliance store, not Maytag, um, tore so as i was pulling it out so all right well that's the thing is to one so anyway so i end up taking the dryer apart which wasn't too bad thank god taking the back of what taking the i, I was able to get access to the plenum and i pulled the rag out and i said okay start the dryer and everything is fine she started to burn the motor a little bit but i thought shut it off so uh, god knows anyway so if the motor fails god knows how long she had it trying to get it going but that's the unmechanical part of her so anyway but i think it's going to be fine so i said all right well i don't like this all right let me cut this hose i'm going to shorten this hose but this is a mickey mouse hose what we're going to do is we're going to order the legs and i'm going to see what i could do with this hose and i want to see what i could do with getting some sort of plenum uh, to go to make the right angle out of the back of the dryer so but now we got it working, everything is fine. We get the book back, the two books back underneath there. So I go on this quest to get parts, which I'm sure everybody could feel the same pain. So you do it. So now keep in mind that I'm gonna use my Maytag washer and dryer. And like I said, no disrespect to them, it's the way of the world today. Is that <clears throat> Maytag owns or Whirlpool owns Maytag. And they have four or five different brands. They got Maytag, they got Whirlpool, like that, I don't know, Gen Air or something like that. And so the parent company is Whirlpool, just like you'd say General Motors, right? Or Ford Motor Company, Lincoln, you said Mercury, Ford, right? So that's the parent company. But since there's no place or there's no place to buy anything, you're forced to go to Whirlpool.com, Maytag.com, and then I don't know. We had bought something. I'm not an Amazon person. I'm not going to say I never bought anything from Amazon, but maybe in the past three years, we bought three or four items from Amazon because they could not get them anyplace else. So now I don't know 
whether it's some setting in my computer or I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know, all right? But when you go to look for something and you say, okay, may take dryer parts, it goes over, it goes, it, go, it does a search and then you click on something and it overrides it, it brings you to Amazon. I don't want to go to Amazon. So anyway, so I'm fighting with this, which really perturbs me because it's my computer, it's my time, and what have you, and it keeps the first. So I, I figure out some way, this is about a month ago, figure out some way to override this. I shouldn't say override, to circumvent it is probably a better way of saying it. All right, and, um, and so now I go to Maytag Parts. And it's going to bring me to Amazon, but there's other choices. So I go to Maytag Parts, <clears throat> and I say, dry this. I said, let me see. I said to my to myself, not that my wife knows or cares. I'm saying that respectfully. I said, if there's some sort of plenum or something I could put it, let me go see what the factory has first. Because I always like to use factory parts. And in before that, before this happened, uh, this, and it all happened succinctly, I was in town at Lowe's and Home Depot to see what they have, and they had all generic stuff for it. So let me see what the factory has. So lo and behold, there is this right angle. It's it's not just a right angle elbow. It comes out it's like a small, like a plenum, and then it changes shape, and then it goes back round. So it goes round. It changes shape, and then it. And I liked the way it looked, <clears throat> and I liked the way it looked. So it says right angle exhaust for dryer. So I said, uh, so I liked the way it looked because of my little bit of experience with airflow. So I said, well, you're making that turn in the way they have this plenum, and it's larger, so you so a fr- frictional flow loss and very beautiful. So, so I said, let me see if I could get this right. So you know the typical when you go on the computer, whatever. So anyway, I'm looking at Maytag, right? And then it brings me back to Amazon. And then you go to Amazon, and there's two different ones with different part numbers with the same exact picture and same description. So I said, why the hell would they have two, pardon my French, why the hell would Whirlpool people have two different part numbers? And, and Amazon has the same picture there, all right? So, and then I go back to finagle my way back to Maytag, and they have uh, Maytag online, but they have uh, a, this one of the two part numbers with the same picture. So anyway, to make a long story short, <clears throat> And the prices, then I look to other appliance places online, and they have the same picture, but they have someone has this part number, one has the other with the same picture, the same description. And the price went from, the price range was from under $14 for this little sheet metal uh, plenum, a right angle plenum. So it was 13 something to $69 with the same part number. I said, this is crazy. So I said, now, well, let me look at Whirlpool, because it's Whirlpool, right? Whirlpool dryer, right? So when I go to Whirlpool, and they have the same two part numbers with two, now this is the same corporation and Amazon, and so it's all over the map. And then, <clears throat> so I, so at that particular point, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Then I go, said, let me go to Lowe's.com, and it shows the same picture, which says you got to order it. So it's a nightmare. So anyway, so according to Amazon, which I hate, they say, well, 
it's they they had the two different part numbers at Amazon with the same picture and the same description. So I said, well, it's the same picture, it's the same description. I it's a it's a crapshoot. I don't know which one is. Uh, there's no there's, there's nothing saying you know right angle fits fits you know most brands of dryers. Well, I got a Maytag dryer, it's a Whirlpool, it's a Whirlpool part. <clears throat> so anyway, so what happens? Is that I said? Well, I'm going to order the cheapest one. Right? Because the difference is, my, I'm getting the same picture. I don't know for which part number is which. I can't. I can't glean anything. I'm wasting so much time with this. I could have bought a new dryer already. So it would have been cheaper for me to buy a new dryer. So anyway, so what happened is that I order it, and the part comes, and I said to Charlotte, "Well, let me get the legs. Let me get the part, and then I don't think that this part is going to work." So. Then the legs come from a different vendor, and it's a whirlpool part, but made in CN. You know what CN is? Made in China. $10 a piece for plastic legs, all right? And why we can't make those in the United States for out of metal for $10 a piece? I'd be happy with just with the plastic made in the United States. So by the time, and they bang you so hard for shipping. I understand everybody's in business. So these these legs now cost me like 45 almost $50 for four plastic Chinese legs. So anyway, all right, so they're supposed to be the right ones. I double-checked it 14 times. So we get this adapter, <clears throat> and they say to Charlotte, well, I don't think this adapter is going to work right. I think because now when I get the adapter, it, it's wrapped in cardboard, nice, right from Amazon, and it says dry a wall duct right angle. I don't want wall duct. I want exhaust duct. So I said, all right, so now I spend more time on the computer. I wasted so much time with this, but I wasn't going to let it beat me. So much time with it that, excuse me, like I said, I literally could have just, th- there was nothing wrong with the dryer, thrown it out, and had the guy deliver a new one and be done with it. For, and I still have his crappy hose that he gave me. So anyway, <clears throat> so I'm not going to let the dryer is working, but I want to make it right. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't like mechanical things that are not right. So anyway, so so now I said, okay, well, I had whatever, blah, 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 005, and I must need the other one, 004. So now I do 004, and then Amazon has, which... I didn't want to buy it from them. Amazon has the other one, 004, and they want $70 for it. It looks exactly the same. So then I found, I now I found my way to Whirlpool's site, because if you go through Maytag, it, you're, you're screwed, and pardon my French, all right, even though you go to the same site. So now I go to Whirlpool, <coughs> and they have <coughs> the one that I, I'm assuming I want, it's $13.89 free shipping, where Amazon charged me like $20 if I didn't buy Amazon something prime or plus or something. All right, to ship this thing, which and Maytag is sending it to me, Whirlpool sending it to free, so beautiful, all right? So I said to Shaw, well, I'll have both of them now, and then we'll, I'll move the, I'll get, so I went and I bought uh, a nice hose, metal, uh, very nice hose was thirty dollars for the hose from israel all right so nothing against israel but for thirty dollars i'd rather have israel much rather have israel than china it was a beautiful thick i love the hose okay so and then what i did is that when i was in in the store in lowe's 
I said, We've, we have the vent for the outside of the dryer to the side of the house, like everybody does, right? And we have a three, uh, <clears throat> uh, I don't know what you'd call it, jalousies, whatever, vent. So it's got three flappers on it. And it closes. I've always played with it. You have to keep the lint out of it. And I, I shaved it down over the years it, it, from the heat and from the sun. It kind of warped, though. But, but I, it closes. But we always had a lot of uh, what I always felt was an exorbitant, uh, too much cold coming in the dryer in the winter. So uh, so you open it up in the morning, and it's, I mean, it's no draft, but the cold gets there. So I saw when I was in Lowe's that they have this additional flapper valve i forgot it's not a check valve i forgot what they call it the draft control or something so i bought that for nine dollars so this is going to be nice now being an airflow guy i don't like frictional loss and whenever you put something in something something in an airflow path a, a restrict a turn a restriction or something you're going to have airflow loss so i said well I'm going to get rid of this crappy hose that they had that had a ton of airflow loss and and was too long and was going over all the way to China. And so I'll put this vent in there. I'll have the proper proper right angle plenum, not just a elbow plenum coming out of the back of the dryer. I'll be golden, right? And hopefully that this thing reduces the cold that's coming into the dryer. All right. So so what happens now? So I ordered a part from from. Um, whirlpool and i ordered it was like a thursday afternoon online you can't talk to anybody online and <clears throat> it sends me an email back this was i think it was february 8th it says your your part should arrive february 9th which is impossible because they had a carrier pigeon bring because it was like three o'clock in the afternoon february 8th how am i gonna get it february 9th well anyway this went on for weeks uh it says it says ready to ship <laughs> you can't talk to anybody it says if for information call this number i called that number five or six times they told me i'm calling how such a big company like whirlpool could be so messed up which is that which is just par for the course today par for the course right if you bought something else it wouldn't be any better all right so anyway i won't even go through with that so finally in essence finally the part comes so now i have the whirlpool part from amazon that i paid three times the money for and i have the whirlpool part from whirlpool which i got free shipping but waited i could have walked it here from whatever both were made in usa so i'm happy about that and all it is is it's the it's the crimp end is different so but when I looked at it, I said, if I want to remember what the back of this dryer looks like, it bows out and the exhaust is recessed. So I said to myself, I don't think this is going to fit. So I said to Charlotte, well, you're not home. I'm going to pull this dryer apart and I'm going to go look at it, try to put this in there. And sadly, that was the day I found Tati passed away. So I, I said, let me take my mind off of that. I'll work on this dryer. I got all my parts. I got my new clamps hose clamps i got my israeli hose a beautiful i'm golden they got my flapper valve my made in usa 999 plastic flapper valve draft control well so i take the dryer out tilt it over because i so let me just flip this thing over and let me start let me see which which vent is gonna which plenum i'll call it a plenum is gonna fit well neither one <laughs> so because the way the back of the dryer bows out and they have the exhaust 
recess. So that means I'd have to go and buy a four-inch extension to come out of the, the exhaust on the dryer. Then I could put this put this thing in there. I said, well, but now I have my Israeli hose, which was very flexible. So I'm not getting involved with that today. I'm not in the mood for that. This has been uh, going on since for months now for a stupid dryer why is it so complicated you can't talk to anybody and then so i said i'm going to put the legs on so what i did is that i changed the legs and then i put so i put it back and i put my flapper valve in i put it back together leveled the dryer moved the dryer and the washer further away from the wall so i could get a better <clears throat> a better angle on this pipe and uh i start the dryer it works it works fine so i said check for leaks i got no air leaks i said let me go outside and i could look with a flashlight into the vent because i want to see how my flapper valve is my 999 draft control valve so to make a long story short after a month of this for a month and a half that this it it all is working fine the flapper valve so in i'm calling it a, i think they call it a draft control if you have a drafty dryer and even if you have a vent outside you may want to invest in this for nine dollars and put it in the pipe right into the vent it works beautifully so far <clears throat> level the dryer this because i'm an air like i said i'm saying it humbly because i'm an airflow guy and i like to listen to machinery right and i know you roll your eyes this guy say i'm nuts but i listen to every machine every machine i love to listen to my any type of machine i like to listen to the way it sounds because a machine will talk to you i don't care whether it's a sprayer in your farm whether it's a robotic milker whether it's a a, a grain dryer it's going to talk to you and if you know just like you know my <clears throat> lousy voice is that you if it talks to you and it'll tell you and being an airflow guy when you did cylinder head work you did manifold work i mean you'd watch the binometer but but i don't want to say tactile because you're not feeling it but but sense with your senses you will listen to that port so even though the manometer may not be and not or let's say let me go back and rephrase that the manometer may be steady or relatively steady which would say stability in the in the port in the cylinder head but you could hear it talking it, it should go like that on a flow bench because what that means is that because the fan on the flow bench is electric or the, and the uh, suction pump is electric for so it's all electric so it's going to be 60 hertz all right so it's going to be constant so it's the air that's being supplied to the cylinder head is going to be constant so if the port even though the manometer which is inches of mercury which we would call like on a planter a magna helix is another word for a manometer all right and because in, it's not inches of mercury inches of water excuse me inches water is lighter than mercury so it, it's much more sensitive if you had inches of mercury you'd hardly it would hardly move you need too much variation but inches of water and then i did some research there's a way i could hook a magnet helix to my dryer exhaust vent and read the pressure differential which if it was had better access i would do but i'm not going to go there that's like a bucket list thing for me to do if i ever retire so when you have nothing else to do in your life but read the put a magna helix on your dry event <clears throat> but so as an aside that why i'm telling you this is that when i went outside after i 
put my hose on there and did all of this and and changed my angle but i still don't have my plenum on there i have two plenums and none of them work without a, an extension uh is that i went outside and i listened to it and i looked in there with the flashlight and i saw that the flap of valve was about 80 percent open it wasn't 100 percent open but i could feel that the airflow out of the dryer vent was greater than it was before because i know i'm crazy that's empirical but i would feel when michelle would have the drive i go feel the airflow all right to look for for blockage in the line and that is because i that's going to be because of my new hose which has less frictional flow loss and is a and is a shorter length and not wrapped around like the, the appliance guy had and you wonder why these people's houses catch fire with dryers so because the way these guys do this forget about it so anyway so and plus now the exhaust from the dryer goes not that it was like that but it, it was it wasn't talking to me before but i just didn't like the way it sounded so that was a positive all right so now what are we talking about now 44 minutes into this story into this oh my god god knows if any of you are still listening <clears throat> the importance of a good parts man because if i if the <coughs> excuse me let me just take a drink here nobody knocked out my orange juice as of yet okay <coughs> if my parts man was my appliance parts man was still in business and the big box stores didn't drive them out of business then i would have had this fixed in an hour I would have called them up. I would have taken a nice leisurely ride through farm country to go to Newton, New Jersey, go see him, talk to him, all right? Go see him, talk to him. We weren't on your first name basis. Tell him what I want to accomplish. He would say, no, you got this over here. This over here, do this, blah, 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 blah. He'd like going to a good plumbing supply store. So oh, here's your valve. Here's this. Is he going to need this? You need this coupling and put it all together. It would have fit. I would have come home. I would have had the proper hose. I would have had the proper plenum. I would have had everything proper. And he would have told me no. And I blame Whirlpool because that plenum that they have, I'm calling it a plenum, would work fine if the back of the dryer wasn't bowed out, which is fine because their design protocol, me being an engineer, you design properly to the protocol that you want for efficiency. So if they needed to bow that out for efficiency inside the machine, that's wonderful. Then all that they should have said is on their website, but you have the but they get the same Amazon everybody the same picture for everything, right? Representative picture. I don't want representative. I want what I need. <clears throat> and uh nobody explains the two part numbers why do they look the same in the picture but different part numbers all right and the thing is that <clears throat> if they would have said that you need an extension or four inch extension for that then i would have bought the extension if i would have had a good parts man or able to speak to someone he could have said to me no you're probably you're going to need on this machine or you may going to need that you're probably going to need this four inch extension to because the way the back of the machine may be designed then he would say to me do you have enough room to put another three inches back here all right and i would say yes i could just pull the dryer a little bit more forward okay fine then get this extension put this extension on and if you don't need the extension bring it back and i'll, and I'll, I'll refund it right beautiful but you're dealing with amazon you're dealing with this you're dealing with online all right i would have to say 
that the few times I've bought parts for something online, and ultimately they ended up coming through Amazon. And why did they come through Amazon? Because somebody had told me this, and I believe that it's true, especially being in New Jersey, is that when years ago when you bought something what we would qualify as mail order, so if the company was in Oklahoma and I bought a widget, I'm talking years ago, when it came from Oklahoma, there would be no sales tax. Well, New Jersey got greedy. Now, maybe this is not the same thing in other states, all right? But New Jersey got greedy, and they want sales tax on any sale that's consummated in New Jersey, regardless of where the sales organization is from. So what has happened now is that you have all of these people that are selling things, and rightfully so, and they put them on Amazon because because Amazon collects the sales tax for them. So I was dealing with Chevron with some products, and they said to me, I can't sell you this in New Jersey. That's how I learned. It was the Tecron small engine power sports formula that I use in my small engines. And I said, this stuff is great. He says, I, I, so I'm talking to Chevron. He says, I can't sell it to you in New Jersey. I said, I bought it before in New Jersey, like three years ago. It's not like it's a chemical. He says, no, no, no. And he's the one who explained to me. He said, you got to go through Amazon. So so the thing, he says, because of the sales tax. He says, we don't want to register it. So all of these companies, I think there's that other place, Etsy or Etsy or something. So what they're basically doing is putting a further nail into the casket of the mom and pa store. But if I would have, and then you have, then on the other nail in the casket of the mom and pa, and this is happening in agriculture. You look, I get stuff, oh, we sell parts, aftermarket parts for your tractor, for your planter, for everything, right? We sell, and I'm not saying there's no good places. Don't get me wrong. I'm not implying that whatsoever, right? But the few times, unless I bought a specific product, like then, then what happened was that when I bought that Tecron, I, <clears throat> by God's grace, I found somebody with a small shop who would sell it to me because I wanted the, and through Amazon, it was gallon jugs. It's four, it's a quarter of an ounce a gallon that you put this product, a quarter of an ounce, 0.25 for your chainsaw, your lawn tractor, your snowblower, your generator, whatever, quarter of an ounce a gallon. I said, I don't want to buy a gallon of it for $200 because the good Lord will be long dead and buried before I use it. Maybe if I was a landscaper or something, but a, so a quarter of an ounce a gallon, all right? So if you have a, if you have a gallon, it's 128 ounces, right, is a gallon, I believe. So times four, all right? So, I mean, it would take me 20 years to use that up. So anyway, so what so what basically is was happening sadly in this country. Now, those of you that live in really rural, remote areas, all right, you were used to years ago traveling, all right, and when we I mean, yes, this has never been Montana, but it was quite rural here when I was growing up with dirt roads and everything. Is that you used to getting in the car, getting in the pickup truck, and traveling 20 miles here to get a part of travel. But you were dealing, (coughs) excuse me, you were dealing with a human being. You were dealing with someone who was knowledgeable. You weren't dealing with some, forget about it. All right, so anyway, so now we put that society, society 
has put all of that out of business. And so now we either have Amazon slash mail order or we have a big box store like Tractor Supply, right? I guess, hey, thank God they don't advertise on my radio show. Tractor Supply, uh, Rural Farm, whatever you call it. And there's some, there's a couple other ones like that. Or Lowe's or Home Depot or Menards or some other ones throughout the country. And, you know, may, maybe you go there and they happen to have what you want, all right? But if you're not an educated consumer, and I mean an educated consumer being working on that thing, forget about it, buddy. I mean, forget about it. You're going to go there, and the amount of selection we have now uh, is, is, is terribly poor because these stores are all over the country so if you go to a walmart in this in this town or or amazon or uh, a menards in this town or a or a farm and fleet in this town and then uh, 500 miles away it's the same stuff if it happens to be what you want great right and if it's not what you want to tough luck buddy and i'm wasting all your time with this because I want you to be aware of also, and specifically in the automobile industry, is that there are a lot of counterfeit parts out there. So for instance, you go and you're going to buy from, I'll say Rock Auto. I don't know whether they're good. I I had one, two experiences with them, and they were both nightmares. (laughs) So so if you're going to buy something from Amazon, and you say, well, I'm going to use a Ford. So I'm going to buy, you know, the Ford dealer wants $10 a piece for spark plugs, which is the going price for most, most spark plugs today, sadly. And I went on Amazon and says, Motocraft spark plugs, $3 a piece. I'm going to buy it from Amazon, right? Right, so it's a box Motocraft. And you get the box, it's, it says Motocraft on it, this and that. And you are not, a, ex, I'm going to say experienced, and I'm not saying it derogatorily. You're not familiar is probably the better word. With, I'm going to look, Motocraft, this and this and that, right? And the box, oh, geez, say it looks, uh, there is so much bogus engine parts coming through Amazon that are branded as AC Delco. They're branded as Motocraft. They're branded as as as, as a Mopar. Uh, probably the same thing for Toyota or whatever. Who the heck knows? But I don't have those cars, so I'm not familiar with it. But the same thing. There is so much bogus stuff that's coming through mail order. So you have to be very, very, very careful. All right, there's bogus Ford coils uh, for <clears throat> distributor ignition. You call like this a coil on plug that are that are that the the, the it says Motorcraft on it. If you put it next to a Ford one, you'll see the difference in it. It's it's very very minute. It's like counterfeit money. You have to know what you're looking at. But the coils are wound wrong. They're reverse polarity. So you plug the coil in, and you and you the coil fits. Oh look! Oh look! It's the same thing. Same. So what we call in engineering, the envelope is the same, right? The external dimensions, and you say, and then you're going to plug it, in, and usually the stuff is in an awkward position. So you, and then you don't realize that you have to turn the wiring harness around to get it to plug in. All right, and then you plug it in, and then you start the engine using that as an example, and you rev it up, boom, 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 misfiring like heck right well it's a reverse the coil it's junk it's junk and if you are 
you know, if you need <clears throat> this piece of equipment, look, anytime you have a piece of equipment, even if it's a clothes dryer, if this clothes dryer is, is goes down, and my wife, I mean, Charlotte, I don't want to call her my wife, because it may seem like I'm whatever, it's not nice, but my but Charlotte does does a ton of laundry. There's two offices in the house. She does a ton of laundry, and that dryer runs probably more than it would be in a laundromat. All right, so anyway, but the thing is that if that dryer is down, then, you know, she's got to go to town, and who the heck wants to go to a laundromat? I mean, if somebody does, and that's how your life is, God bless you, no, I don't mean anything by it, but, you know, if if you're very, I mean, Charlotte keeps everything hermetically clean, I mean, the, it's spotless, and then you go to a laundromat, and the, it's it's not a, it could not be a pleasant experience for somebody who is very, very particular about how things are, and then you're paying a lot of money in a laundromat, and you're, you're carrying the clothes, it's a nightmare, so the thing is that, so whenever you, for most, for, for all intents and purposes, probably unless it's a hobby machine that you have a hobby car or a hobby tractor or something is that if a piece of machinery goes down in your farm then you know you can say okay well the rope broke on the snowblower and it's august and i just wanted to start it i got to get it fixed before the winter it's not the end of the world all right but most of the time if a tractor goes down a combine goes down something and your grain bin goes down all right the <clears throat> the fact of the matter is that that you need that that's a hindrance and that's an obstacle in your life <clears throat> so <clears throat> the thing is that's very imperative for you to get the right parts for that and the quality parts and timely so you know my thing is that if i could i'm using the wash the dryer not that you work on a clothes dryer every day but if i could find i would have literally gotten in the car and drove 150 miles all right i would say i would have no problem driving 150 miles one way if i knew of a good place if i knew of a good place where i could go and had a knowledgeable person say this is what i need for the dryer these are the legs i need this is what i want to do and i would have come home all right drive 150 miles the other way at four dollars a gallon gas all right i would have all the right parts would have fixed the dryer in 15 minutes and the thing is that you know in there's the term latent and uh and for 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 all intents and purposes the the term latent one of its definitions or main definitions is unseen so when you say the latent heat of vaporization which is how a carburetor works all right a fuel injector works a carburetor works how you phase change the liquid <clears throat> in that particular instance the gasoline and latent means unseen so the latent heat of vaporization is the unseen heat that is allowing the flu the gasoline will use that to vaporize you're not putting it under a flame you're not you're not putting a blowtorch to it so it's the latent heat of vaporization <clears throat> and what happens today in my estimation is that there is so much latent waste of time and money and it happens a lot in the farm shop it happens a lot on the farm 
that it's very very it's the it's the modern siren song right if you if you read the old mythology the greek mythology is that there's a siren which was like a mermaid this beautiful girl half fish half half gorgeous woman and she would she was evil and she would she would call the sailors to the to and they didn't know the rocks were there and maybe after the story a little bit wrong and there was the siren song that would be calling at you today the siren song for us and it's and it's a death knell that just like the siren would call the sailors and their boats would hit the rocks and sink and they would die and she would laugh all right if you look at the mythology is that the siren song for us today is that we are chasing we are chasing the lowest price and when you so if you're looking at something well, i could get a use ignition coil i get a, a you know or whatever a john deere relay uh, we use that john deere relay they want 49.99 for the, the dealer whatever 50 dollars and i could go online and I get this one for 19 dollars and free shipping and then i could get it on amazon for 12 dollars. all right <clears throat> i'm going to amazon same thing right well it's not the same thing and and it's that siren song it's that latent waste of time and that's why i told you the story because i it would have been much cheaper for me using this as an example i think it's a good a good example like i said for me to drive three hours each way get up in the morning leave five o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the morning drive someplace get there by eight o'clock in the morning get my pot stop and have breakfast come home be home by noon and the washer would have been fixed but you know time on the farm time working on machinery and time in life is usually not not late not lost or wasted in big chunks it's usually wasted in small sound bites of time an hour here half hour here five minutes there ten minutes there <clears throat> okay the part didn't come in yet okay what's going on with this oh the amazon truck broke down this that the guy sent they sent the wrong thing oh uh, this doesn't fit that's that's wrong whatever and then uh, i'm going online i can't get a hold of anybody it's that latent waste of time and and usually when you have that latent waste of time uh then it's too late you can't get it back you can't get it back so the thing basically is is that you look and you say well so i save just like that time when i bought the tires through uh discount tire direct and uh, people use them they use uh, they use tire rack they think they're fantastic all right well the tires was name brand tires it was cooper snow tires but they were chinese made coopers and i went to go put them on and balance them with my friend the ford dealer kurt we put it on the on the uh on the uh uh what do you call it? hunter uh road force balancer the things were so forget <laughs> i mean they're like a fred flintstone made them in china I was, first of all i didn't even know they were chinese because i thought they were american and then what a nightmare it cost uh, i ended up laying out two thousand dollars like eighteen hundred dollars because i had to buy other tires to send these tires back and and <clears throat> it was a nightmare and then they sent me the wrong the wrong uh a return authorization number it was four tires and they sent me i don't even remember but i said to, i said to charlotte never ever again because i fell prey to what 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 i'm telling you not to 
So I touched the stove metaphorically, right, and got burnt. So I'm telling you, it's hot, and I'm sure you guys could tell me plenty of stories. So now <clears throat> my original guy that I use for tires, he went out of business, right? But I have another friend of mine that he's a very small, he's not really a tire shop. I pay him more money, right? He gets them for me. <clears throat> I said, um, you mount them. I'm going to bring them to my friend to balance because I'm on road force balancing. All right, never had a problem for years. I did with a part. I deal that with a parts guy, George Russo. He started at Chrysler and then he went to Ford and I had Fords and he you know, as a young man I had Chryslers and then I went Fords and the Fords and I dealt with George. I'll tell you, he retired now, but I would say close thirty eight years. I never ever got the wrong part from George because if I'd call him up and say George and he says he says the parts book is all screwed up he says just yeah let's give, give you need it right now I said no 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 I said <clears throat> give me a couple hours of tomorrow and I'll get you the right part never ever had a problem in 38 years and I bought a lot of parts and today you go to these big box stores advanced auto you go here you go there you go to tractor supply this and that you say i'm going to get my tractor parts online and you may say to yourself well hot rod i've had wonderful luck all right well god bless you if you did all right and lots of times that's like beginner's luck all right the fact that all you have to do is is have it bite once and I'll tell you one thing, it usually bites real hard when it bites. So what is the moral of the story here? Uh, the moral of my story is that if, if, if there's a difference why, there's, there's a reason why there's different part numbers on something, all right? When you go online for most intents and purposes, then you will not know, all right? All right, I yes, I dealt with Whirlpool, all right, but now if you said to me, Ray, I, I want to get that same platinum, I'd say, well, this is the part number you need, and you're probably going to need a four-inch extension to bring it out of the back of the machine. And if you if not, you know, get you be prepared, either buy a four-inch extension, all right, or you know, uh, we'll get ready to go buy one and it'll work beautifully. All right, you know, you know that the, the second thing is that there is a ton of counterfeit parts out there that are branded now. I don't know if it's if if it's as prevalent in John Deere, probably not, or or, or Agco or Massey Ferguson or Case IH, but there is a ton of parts <coughs> that are counterfeit. <coughs> Excuse me that you think you're buying the, the real deal and you're not all right and then the other thing that you have to keep in mind is that even if it's not a counterfeit part all right then you have to really really study study what is what you bought all right and so you may have to say well i bought this solenoid let me take a resistance check on it and whatever you you can't determine everything all right but there could possibly be a lot of latent unseen differences there which i guarantee you that there are unseen differences and when all when all is said and done all right just remember latent heat of vaporization and latent the, the disappearance of your time on the farm shop, right, is that 
pay the extra money if you have a relationship with a parts guy say joe over there at the at the tractor dealer is really great he always helps me now if the joe at the tractor dealer stinks well that goes all out the window then find a different tractor dealer or a different joe right but the fact of the matter is don't, um, don't begrudge a man a living all right i'd rather pay a couple of dollars more and put closure to it put closure to it all right because specifically with agriculture because if you're not doing what's supposed to be done that day and you're jerking around with something you shouldn't have to jerk around with that's why i told you the story i should have this dryer fix in 15 minutes i mean all right with the with the with the right parts being going to the next town and buying the parts all right the fact of the matter is is that then everything gets extrapolated out, like missing connecting flights. Well, I couldn't get this part for the plant, or it was the wrong part, or Amazon said they're not coming, or uh, this Joe, you know, XYZ, uh, mail order tractor parts, all right? Well, it's got the hole in the wrong place, and now you're missing the optimum planting window on your crop, you're missing this, all right, your cows are not being milked. I mean, it, it just extrapolates out into a nightmare. So the moral of the story is that there is no no uh cheap and easy way to do things right and be mindful of all the latent not just with parts all the latent waste of time that you have working on your equipment all right to like or keeping your equipment maintained if you look at henry ford all right what was he doing when he when he when he developed the assembly line is was that he was recognizing the latent latent waste of time in the different steps that the people were doing to assemble a car and a lot of you guys have bigger shops bigger farms i know you 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 store a lot of inventory so you want to minimize that latent time right that waste of time you don't want to run the town you need a bolt you want to take it off the shelf all right so the thing basically is but do not fall into that siren song do not be attracted to that siren song and sadly today you are forced into it and i was forced into this script screaming and kicking with the anticipation of it biting me biting me but with a little hope that it did not but it did i mean i could have done three four radio shows by the time i got this stupid dryer fixed and now i have like a hundred dollars worth of parts that i have to fight with amazon and everybody to return so unbelievable so listen i want to thank you so much for tuning in and i'm sorry for for burdening you with this and uh also uh this week will be coming up uh an on the road with scott farley great story it's a very i'm I'm talking about late and waste of time hopefully it's not a waste of your time Uh, it's the longest on the road i ever did i'm warning you right now it's two hours and 16 minutes it's a wonderful story uh he grew up he he didn't grow up with a silver spoon in his mouth worked as a mechanic in a chrysler dealership became a airline pilot flies an md11 for uh they told me would never be a pilot they told so i won't steal a thunder for ups for 25 years and he was was a drag racer and now he has his own top fuel car and uh he actually bought if you're probably won't know the name terry haddock's car i say old his 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 top fuel car it's not old he bought the whole operation and interesting enough i the name sounded familiar terry haddock was born and grew up in hackettstown right four miles from our farm 
So it's a really good story. It's an inspirational story. It's a story like everybody I have an on the road that has such intrinsic value in all different ways. Everybody's story is not the same, but it has intrinsic value for the for the listeners. So if you get a chance, listen to it. It is long, and I apologize for that. So I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved America. And please be kind to all animals and have a blessed day trusting in the Lord.